when I was in my audition, I was scared. I told myself, just do it, but have fun with it. Don't do it. And then when you walk out, say to yourself, now I'm done. I don't have to do that again. Maybe you didn't want to do that. But at least tell yourself that was fun. Welcome to the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast with DIY healthy lifestyle blogger, Anna Fulmer. Empowering you to transform your life, one imperfect day at a time. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Fulmer. Today, it is my privilege to introduce you to Gracelyn Fulmer. Gracie is nine years old. She's going into fourth grade. She is my firstborn daughter, mini me minus the curls. And we're going to chat about her love of animals, her experience this far in the performing arts and her expert advice on living your best nine-year-old life. Welcome, Gracelyn Fumer. Hi. Hey, sis. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> this is awkward because I've never done this before, but okay. <laughs> You're going to do great. The video is very confusing. I just interviewed Caleb and he was very distracted by seeing himself on the screen. I think that yeah, was part of the stop. problem. I can't stop looking over. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's rude. Just look at me. Just look at me. Gracie, you just wrapped up third grade. What was your favorite part about third grade and what was your favorite thing that you learned? My teacher was awesome. You did and love your teacher. She was awesome. Yeah, she, she's the best. And I'm going to say I loved writing stories and she helped me just learn more stuff about writing things. Yeah, you love writing. You and love writing. writing and drawing and reading all of the above. You had a lot of firsts this year. So this was the very first year that you ever did the performing arts. So you've played piano for, what is it? Four years now. I think this was your fourth piano recital. That's crazy. And we've kept it really low key for her. She goes every other week, although we might bump that up this year for the first time. So we've just kind of kept it chill. Her piano teacher is also amazing. We love him as well. He's an old family friend. So you do piano, but then this year you had a brand new experience at Yeah, the Performing Arts Academy. We will give a shout out to the Kavad Academy. They're amazing for anyone local. And so you did acting and you did ballet. What was it like doing that for the very first time? You were the youngest, I think, in both classes. Not in ballet. Okay, not in ballet. Yeah, acting, you were significantly younger. I snuck you into, we couldn't do the other, the age, the one for your age. So we snuck you into a different night that was for, I think like, I think it was like, what, 10 to 13 year olds or something (laughs) or like 12 to four, it was anyway, but you racked it. You did amazing. So tell me about your very first year in ballet and acting. Okay. So talking about ballet, I liked it. I knew a lot of my friends from something I did last year in the summer. But it was just weird because there were a lot of older people around me, older kids, but I thought it fun. Yeah, you had a you had a great time. Yeah. yeah. And but it was a little nerve-wracking to do it yeah, for yeah, yeah. the first time. I think a lot of times it's you just don't know what to expect. 
especially if you've never danced before or you've never done anything like that. And then there was acting as well. Do you remember? I was so proud of the progress that you made over the course of one year. Do you remember the showcase that you had halfway through the year in December? So they did an end of the semester. Yeah. And they all had to do monologues. And then at the end of the year in June, they did group scenes. Talk to me about the difference between your showcase in December versus your showcase in June. How confident were you? What was the difference between December and June? Do you remember? I definitely felt like braver, less nerve wracking when I was with people in June. But in Mm. December, I felt weird because I've never, I, I've never like done something on my own. I've never really experienced doing saying something by myself. I just in front of everyone, it just felt like it wasn't me, but with a little help of my awesome mom and dad, um, <laughs> I was able to accomplish it. So you did. Yeah. And I will never forget you came off the stage and after it was all done in December and we had a lot of conversations, didn't we? I mean, there was a lot of like, you can, you wouldn't let me go to to bed until I finished it. (laughs) I did. I made you practice over and over. So you felt more confident to do it. And then you were so nervous and it was your very first time on stage speaking and giving a monologue or acting or whatever. And I'll never forget. You came up to me afterwards and you said, mom, that was really cool. I want to do it again. <laughs> I loved it. You you were so proud of yourself that you did it. And it was so sweet to watch that. And then fast forward to June. That you, one I felt more confident in. You rocked it. You rocked your group scenes. It was so fun to watch all of you kids come together and do these scenes from different Disney shows or you know different scenes that were picked by your teacher. And then... You had another first. You had your very first ever audition. You were so, so for those of you listening and watching, Gracie is super excited to be in musicals. She can't wait to pull it all together, but she's never had voice lessons or, you know, I've been able to teach her some things, but I am by no means a professional vocal instructor. And you had your very first audition. Tell us what that was like auditioning for a musical. Were you just a little bit nervous? A little. <laughs> uh, no. Your your exact words were, "I am super scared, but I'm also super excited." Those were your yes. words. <laughs> when I went up in front of everyone, I thought it fun. So tell us what it's like. Tell us what it's like because a lot of people have never auditioned for something they don't know what's like. So you walk into you prepare a song. Right? I I I sing a song and in front and what of my song. Did people, you sing? From your audition. I sang, I sang for the first time in forever. From Frozen. Frozen. Give us um, a quick, how does that one go? From where? Sing us a couple bars from For the First Time in Forever. The window is open, so is that door. I didn't know they did that anymore. Who knew we owned a thousand solid lights? So it's yeah. that scene that Anna does and she's twirling all around. And what if I meet the one? Anyway, so you did that one. Okay, so tell us what it's like. So you prepared that number. 
And then you walk into this room, right? Yeah, I just walk in. I just walk in, announce my name, my age, and then the song I'm going to sing, and I sing it. And I got a call back, so they sent me back to sing another song. Yeah, so (laughs) this is kind of a funny story. Mom fail slash proud moment all at the same time. I have been trying to encourage Gracie to audition just simply for the sake of the practice of hearing those like most performers, anyone who has never auditioned for something, you may not understand this, but most people hear no a lot before they get a yes. Maybe you get an ensemble part, maybe, but for your very first audition, rarely will you get any part and it's quite normal. And you learn that you know you build resilience and it's important to learn the art of hearing no and not let that debilitate you from future success. So Gracie, I've been having all these conversations. <laughs> and then you went and got a call back, crazy child. So I'm still <laughs> still wondering if I get the part. Yep. But so what what musical did you audition for? Oh yeah. A Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dickens. Yeah, so he wrote it. I don't know who actually wrote the musical, but the music is beautiful. So talk to other nine-year-olds. Talk to other girls. What do you do when you feel nervous? Because it's really nerve-wracking, isn't it? I mean, you walk into a room and you said there was, what, three people sitting there staring at you. You handed your music to the pianist and she just was like, three, two, one, go. (laughs) I was like, "Um, uh, okay. Anna was rocking and rolling real fast. You had to turn on Frozen quickly. But what do you do? What what do you what advice do you give to other girls who struggle with feeling anxious and like they're not good enough and they can't do it? Okay, so you walk in and as I was, it felt weird. In the show, I know they were all looking at me, but it felt easier in the room to get audition for I was when I was auditioning they were just staring at me and it felt weird. <laughs> but actually I did something funny is I did something that my acting teacher taught me to do. Oh, um, what is that? I clenched You pictured my... everybody in their underwear? No. <laughs> I mean, maybe that would could... have been terrifying. Yeah. That was... <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, okay. Sorry. What did he teach you to do? I squeezed my fists for I think it was 10 seconds and then let him go and then um I didn't do the other half because that would have looked weird but I squeezed my fists for 10 seconds and then let them go for 10 seconds and it actually worked I felt less scared interesting okay so so tell all of your friends listening again what you do for nerves so you squeeze your fist for 10 seconds you let go and then what was the other half so tell us the whole thing well, the, again. The other half. Well, so you squeeze your fist for 10 seconds, then let them go for 10 seconds. Originally, you should be sitting down in a chair because here, here's your knee. You'd clench in your feet, your legs for 10 seconds and then let them go for 10 seconds. But that would be kind of hard to do since you're standing up in front of everyone. That was really, really good. So you're basically kind of like, Squeezing and then releasing, squeezing mm-hmm. and then releasing the tension and the stress. I love that. So you did that during your audition. Good for you. So what other things would you tell to 
another friend who might be listening, maybe it's not audition related, but if she really wants to do something, but she's scared that she won't be good at it, or she has doubts that she can do it, what would you say to her? What kinds of things have you learned to do when you feel like you doubt yourself or that you're not good enough? What kinds of things do you tell yourself or do you do? Well, I tell myself, just do it sometimes. My girl, wait, hold on a second. (laughs) This was not planned. Let me just tell you, this was not planned. Okay. Say that one more time for all the people in the back who didn't hear it. Just do it. Amen. Amen. I've succeeded as a mom. (laughs) Except there's another half to it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You can say the another half. My brain tells me just do it. If you do it, it'll be done. But I tell myself, enjoy it. Do it. But don't feel like when I was in my audition, there was this girl who walked out looking like, okay, phew, it's done. And I was like, okay. I walked in. And I was scared. I told myself, just do it, but have fun with it. Don't like do it. And then when you walk out, say to yourself, wow, I did it. Now I'm done. I don't have to do that again. Mm. Walk out saying like, okay, I that was done. Fun. But don't think to yourself, fine, I'm done. That was like... I didn't want to do that. Maybe you didn't want to do that, but at least tell yourself that was fun because Mm -hmm. you're going to feel bad about it. I I love that. I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. And, you know, I think too, for moms listening, she's nine years old and I would love to take a lot of credit here, which it's, she's just, God has given her a lot of insight and wisdom in life. So I can actually take very little credit. But one of the things that I think from a standpoint that I've learned is finding that balance between, you know, for piano and the things that you do, I do try to push you to practice hard, right? To prepare well so that you feel more confident than when the performance comes, when that moment comes and you feel prepared. That is half of success is is the preparation. But then when the moment actually comes, what do we talk about? It doesn't matter if you mess up. It doesn't matter how many mistakes they, that you they, make. If you make a mistake, you just enjoy it. Yeah. Because it's, it's done. not like they're going to know. It. It's not like they're going to know. If you make a mistake, it's fine. It's not like anyone's going to know it's a mistake. Yep. And even if they do know, it's it's okay because you have made progress, you've grown, and you've done your very best. And that's ultimately what we want in the end. So I, that's kind of my approach. And, and I hope that I communicate that to all my kids. Like when the show actually happens, when the moment comes, you prepare. And then when the performance happens, you just enjoy it. And whatever happens, happens, and you go with it. So I think, Gracie, you've modeled that very, very well. It's fun to walk that journey with you. I think you gave great advice. So let me ask you this. If you could be any character from any movie or any musical, who would you be? Okay. From a Broadway musical or from like a ballet show? A ballet show. Like anything. Okay. Or a movie. Anything. I'm going to say Broadway musical. Okay. 
we went to see this one time with my friend, but I probably want to be someone from Little Women. Yeah, Little Women. We went to see that musical, and it was it was excellent. It was very. If you're well speaking, who I want to be, I'm going to say maybe Meg. Meg, yeah. Meg or Joe. Yeah, just depends or on possibly who you're even kiss. Beth. Well, Beth dies, so your role would be a little shorter. Well, and it would, sad. <laughs> it would still be fun because I got it to meet Beth. I got to meet Beth, at, Beth after the show. You that did, yeah. Uh-huh. So if you're Meg, you have to kiss Mr. Brooks, right? And if you're Joe, you have to kiss Mr. What's his name, Laurie. the German dude. No, oh, no. Lori. Um, oh, she's like kissing everybody. That's true. No, there's Lori, and then there's no, Amy no, no, kisses no, no, no. Lori. He doesn't. He, doesn't, he Amy kisses Lori. Wow, there's so much kissing in the story. I forgot about that. I don't think Joe kisses anyone. Yeah, she does. The German guy. What's his name, Mister? Um, Mr. The professor. Pro- the professor Bar. Mister Professor. <laughs> Professor Barr, Professor Barr, or something bear. I uh, forget his bear, bear. Yeah, bear, Professor, Professor bear. bear. Yeah, I don't think. Hmm. He, I don't think in the actual show they kiss. I think they just get married. <laughs> they just skip right to the marriage part. Yeah, well, you got to weigh all these, all these decisions when you try out for these roles, huh? Thankfully, that will not be an issue at your nine-year-old self. Yeah, the next year um, I could do it. Because you will be in no kissing roles. I can tell you that. Okay, I'll be Beth. Unless you're kissing me. Or I'll be Miss Kirk. Miss Kirk. Yeah. Who did you say I should be? Like the old decrepit aunt, right? Isn't that what you said? (laughs) Thank you so much. Apparently, I would do well as an old decrepit aunt. Aunt March. Yeah. Sassy and alone. That's me. All she cares about is being perfect and letting her nieces be perfect. <laughs> me and Aunt March. Well, so... What or you could be want- Mommy, or you could be Mommy. Hey, parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. Aw, see, don't you feel like I'm more like a marmy than a decrepit Aunt March? <laughs> <laughs> thank you glad we got that settled holy smokes um so what do you want to be when you grow up let's just chat about that for a second and obviously an actor and a naturalist if you're wondering what that is i think it's and a who an a naturalist actor. an actor and a naturalist if you're wondering what a naturalist is yes i am basically someone who like i guess travels the world or just like studies in their country it, they study animals huh and, and plants what is, they basically just study nature and what is the point of this studying what happens because of the studying what can you do he, with it he sends it he like he can either just like make a website about it which i'm probably not going to do that but 
the famous guy that I read about, his name is Jeff, but the guy that I read about. (laughs) Jeff, the naturalist. Hey, Jeff. Jeff Jeff Corwin. Yeah, okay. He actually, I think, I think he sent the, all the stuff he studied to like scientists. Huh. Like like animals just to know about the animals. Yeah. He also travels the world and not only studies them in a book that I read, he put a bear to sleep. And because I think she had a hurt paw that I was reading about really quickly because before the like sleeping potion ran out, he um, like getting palpitations, just listening to this. A sleeping um, potion for a bear. It's disturbing. <laughs> he like <laughs> mended her paw and checked on him, like checked on her like a week later. And, and this was in the was wild. Hurt. This like was in the wild. In the wild. Ooh. You like animals, don't you? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Are you mad at me that I won't let you get a pet? I mean, you're not gonna be in my house. I need to check with my husband when I grow up. <laughs> Oh, my girls really want animals specifically. And Grace okay, always so wanted I'm over, a cat. I'm, I'm over a ferret now. I'm over a ferret. Oh, yeah. For, for a long time, it was a cat. And then she had this brief spell where she wanted a ferret. People, a ferret. They're like the ugliest things in the world. Mom, I wanted a black, I wanted a black-footed ferret. A black-footed ferret. They're in the okay, Africa. So, I wanted to travel to Africa and Africa. capture one. Oh, then you would take it away from its little home. So to be clear, I do not hate animals. Let us make this. Let's just. No, you do not. It's not that I hate animals. I just don't want to take care of one. Hand me a cute little puppy and I will snuggle it all day long. I have nothing against dogs or animals or anything. I just don't want to take the time to take care of one. I realize that like knocks me down several notches in some people's books, but. I will happily enjoy your animal. I just don't want to take care of one in my house. That's why I had kids. I don't need a pet. I have children. So thankfully, Gracie has forgiven me for that. And I told her when she is of drinking age, she can buy her own cat. Excuse me? Because <laughs> you're going to need it. <laughs> when you're drinking 21. Age. <laughs> when you're 21 years old, you can get an animal. Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, stay tuned for a speed round of this or that with Gracie and her expert advice on living your best nine-year-old life. We're going to chat a little bit more about animals right when we come back from this break. You have tried it all. Worried you will never lose the extra weight or reclaim the energy you once enjoyed? Want to achieve fat loss without spending hours in a gym or eliminating entire food groups from your diet? Well, now you can. In the virtual Faster Way to Fat Loss with Anna, my six-week fitness and nutrition program, you will learn how to pair effective 30-minute workouts with all-natural evidence-based nutritional strategies to leverage what you eat and when you eat to reset your metabolism and burn fat fast, even that stubborn belly fat. I am a dual-certified nurse practitioner passionate about teaching sustainable strategies to promote fat loss and prevent disease. I have cheered on thousands of clients who have done just that with the Faster Way program. In my six-week program, the average client currently sheds seven inches of body fat. 
93% report more energy and 89% state that their mental health has improved. 100% of clients report they feel this program is sustainable. Curious to try the program, but not sure if the strategies will work for you? Try the Faster Way strategies for free. Head to www.hammersandhugs.com and sign up for my free seven-day fat loss accelerator course today and start your own transformation story. All right, we are back here with my daughter, Gracelyn Fulmer, the nine-year-old wonder, curly-headed wonder. A question that I'm sure I will get asked, where does she get the curls from? Although you can't really see them as much right now with your hair up, but she's got ringlets, ringlets. They are not from me. Um, her from daddy's, my dad. Yeah. Her daddy's hair is curly. Although even his hair is not quite ringlets. We're not really sure. I promise she's ours. Okay. Would you rather chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla. Absolutely. M&Ms I don't know are... why everyone wants chocolate. But you're like, girl, give me vanilla. I'm like my dad. I want vanilla. <laughs> That's fair. M&Ms or Skittles? Skittles. Cake or pie? Depending on what cake, depending on what pie. But the only pie I like is your key lime pie, so pretty much cake. Hmm. What cake do you like? Ice cream cake and cookies and cream cake. Hmm. That's true. You do like my ice cream cake. I always forget about that cake. I should make that again. Would you rather be Wonder Woman or... Uh, I'm scared where this is leading. Would you rather be Wonder Woman? I'm totally blanking on what is the um, girl from the Marvel series? Black Widow. Thank you. I was going to say Black Panther. It's definitely not right. Would you rather be Wonder Woman or Black Widow? Is Black Widow a bad guy? Uh, No, Black Widow is not a bad guy. I'm thinking of someone else. I think I'm thinking of Harley Quinn. Anyways, hmm. I don't know. It's confusing. Anyways, probably Wonder Woman. Mm, Would you rather be Wonder Woman or your mom? Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Woman, here. You're not, cool. You're not cool enough. <laughs> I'm joking. I definitely do not look quite as good in the spandex as Wonder Woman. It's not like, it's not like you true. have an invisible belt and you have a whip inside of it. Ooh, I would like one of those though. Let's let's see what we can do about that. <laughs> Sign me up. Okay. Last question. Would you rather live in the woods by a lake or would you rather live in a house by the beach? House by the beach. Girl, you and me both. Let's go. All right. So we were just talking about animals, how much you love animals and how much you wish we could have a pet, but I won't let us get a pet. Zach and I are thankfully both on the same page here. So our poor children, it's okay. You have siblings. So let's talk a little bit. You love dolphins. Are dolphins your favorite animal? Remind me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Second is they are so cool. Probably a raccoon. And then a third is a toucan. I will never forget when I was in Florida with my family, with my siblings, and we were scuba diving and we were out on the boat in Florida and the drivers, the boat captain saw dolphins and he said that they tend to live in this particular area of where we were and he threw a tennis ball to them and the dolphins hit it back into the boat i kid you not it might have been a rubber ball not a tennis ball i know why hit it back in that was the coolest thing they made me so happy dolphins are one i like 
I think this is unique because dolphins are like one on the whole planet of an animal that won't jump up and bite someone's head off like a tiger or a lion will. <laughs> or your sister. Or my sister. They're happy. They just seem so happy. And the way they talk and they're domesticated. They're domesticated. They're domesticated? What yep. does that mean? It means like you can have it as a pet. That's why I found a dolphin? Out. Yes. For real? Yes. That's oh. why my twenty twenty that's why my twenty twenty resolution was I wanted a dolphin. <laughs> 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 okay. First of all, my nine-year-old is making resolutions. Let's just talk about that for a minute. I did not know they were domesticated and that I could have yep. one as a pet. I might have to change my bucket list. So let's talk for a second about how they communicate. How do dolphins communicate? Dolphins communicate by using echolocation. So if they one, make noises. Yes. If one dolphin is close in the shore and another dolphin is far out and they can't whistle or click to each other, they they send a wave of echolocation to them and they know what they're saying. They also mm. use that to hunt for food or, or like find out if predators here. Like maybe we should try that. Yeah. sometime. Can we use echolocation? Uh, no. <laughs> if I just throw out sound waves, will you hear me when I need you for something? Nope. You're going to have to yell. Shucks. We need dolphins. <laughs> so, if you could have any animal as a pet, we've already mentioned that you want a dolphin as a pet, except I think a dolphin would be very sad in our bathtub and maybe not live very long. So that might be off the well, table. If I have a dolphin, I'd build a pool for it, a very big one. But then it would be sad because they can't talk to anybody with its echolocation. Then I'll buy two. So they can just chat with each other. I hope they like each other. <laughs> yeah. Because there's duck for a long time and t minus two seconds a, before I'll lily give, tries to ride both of them okay here we go i'll buy the girl my husband will buy the boy well, that's so, fair i love how that, that you're then married we can have more dolphins you're married in all of these scenarios so yep. like is your husband essential to owning a pet i'm gonna have to ask him oh oh you're so thoughtful oh that is nice so okay Speaking of our, your siblings and animals, if Caleb was any animal, what would he be? Which animal does Caleb remind you of? Your brother Caleb. Well, Caleb is crazy. Not as crazy as Lily, but... He's crazy in a different way. Caleb is hilarious. Yeah. He's also really smart. I could see him as a chimpanzee for some reason. <laughs> Because first of all, you, you know, Caleb as a monkey. That's first of all, yeah, you're not wrong. Okay. I can see it. Chimpan- chimpan- chimpanzee or gorilla because chimpanzees and gorillas are playful, but they're also smart. Mm. Like gorillas know sign language. And I'm not joking about that. Hmm. Gorillas know some sign language. They're not domesticated. So Caleb reminds you of a chimpanzee. And he has a lot less hair than one. That's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Must have counted the hairs on his body. <laughs> but he's smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he's smart. Okay. So Caleb reminds you of a monkey. Okay. And then what about Lily? If Lily were an animal, which animal would she be? What's crazier than a lion? Um, crazier or more dangerous? I feel like they're different. 
Um, maybe a mix. <laughs> What's crazy and dangerous? Like Ooh. I don't know. A, a hyena. Venom- a venomous snake. A venomous <laughs> snake. And Lily, we love you. We love uh, you. Yeah, but here's oh, because here's the thing about Lily. Lily is so cute. You've got to find an animal true. that is like super cute and you want to go up and pet it. But you have to be careful because it might bite your finger off. <laughs> a koala? Would a koala bite your finger off? I don't know. No, a koala is too lazy. No, that's not Lily. That's not Lily. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> also I'm not cool. true. You are definitely not lazy. Well, I don't know if anyone has any animal suggestions. Cute, cuddly, super sweet, but can turn on you in an instant. That would be Lily. Lily is our wild card and we love Maybe? her dearly for it. You guys are little BFFs. We we like to joke about Lily and her her thorny side, but the fact is she is also the biggest sweetheart you will ever meet. When you're She's- sick, Lily will come up and like hug you and pat you on the back and bring you water and tissues and yeah. And then the next minute she's a wild child. You guys yeah. have been sharing a room for several years now. What is yeah. that like? That was hard at first. Painful. And still it was, painful. It was very painful. Listen, it was painful for me as a mother at first because you guys would like agitate each other like crazy when we moved into our last house and we only had three bedrooms. So you guys had to share a room and she was only what? Two? Maybe. Maybe two. So you guys have been sharing a room for three years now, but tell me I'm wrong. You actually like sharing a room with her and you don't like when she's not sleeping in the room with you. Okay. Yes. That's yeah. true. If she's sleeping in your bed and Caleb's not here, I want, you want her in to- her bed too. Yeah. You want her to come sleep in your room. Yeah. And so like if I'm in my bed, but I'm disappointed about something, she's going to climb up the backside of Caleb's bed, get on my bed and start sleeping with me. Yeah. Because she's, she's sad for me. Yeah. She is a sweetheart like that. We love Lily. Lily needs like another year or two before she comes on here for an interview because she would just be a goofball the whole time. I don't think we'd have much of a conversation, but she is a <laughs> sweetheart. And I love seeing you guys become little BFF sisters. What do you guys call each other? Best sissies. Best sissies. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Well, a couple of quick questions on living your best nine-year-old life. If you could be president at nine years old and change something, what would it be? Uh, That Chick-fil-A would be open on Sunday? No, that's what I would do. Sorry. I'm just kidding. I have so much admiration for them. But the only days I stop and think, I want Chick-fil-A today. It's always a Sunday. Anyway, that's my problem, not yours. What would you change? Well, going back to animals, probably literally, if they litter something, I'm going to put them in jail for at least a week. Maybe, Maybe just three days. So like pollution, if people are, I guess that's not pollution. If people's if people are, are like littering, invading someone, an animal's earth plant space, they're gonna get arrested. I'll be the I'll be the president for the whole world and watch over everyone. Gracie, it was so fun to have you on here. You are going to change the world one day. You don't have to be president to change it. Order in the court. <laughs> Order in the court. Yes, this. I think she is. Judge. 
basically the vice president of our home. It feels like, (laughs) well, thank you for coming on to my podcast. I love you. Fourth grade girl. Bye mom. Bye baby. Thanks for listening to this episode of the imperfectly empowered podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts from today. Head to your preferred podcasting platform and give the show an honest review and let me know what you think. Remember, you cannot be redefined, only redeveloped one imperfect day at a time. Your story matters and you are loved.